Welcome to Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we are once again welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the new and full moon. So this episode is all about the Aquarius full moon coming on Monday, August 3rd, 2020 at 11.58 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about what a full moon is, aka an opposition. We're going to do some Leo energy info, some Aquarius energy info, what the moon in Aquarius means, and then briefly talk about some aspects that are going to be happening that day and give you a little insight into where, um, what house this full moon is going to be hitting you in your chart. And of course, ending with a tarot pull read for the collective. Exciting. I'm excited to get into this episode and talk about this new energy, finally bringing up some new signs to talk about. Yeah. So let's get into it. All right. So full moon energy, big boy energy. Big I always want to say like energy. big D energy. Oh <laughs> um, but so... In astrological terms, a full moon is when the sun and the moon are across from each other. In a zodiac wheel, they're 180 degrees away from each other. So it's a semicircle. And this opposition is a very particular type of energy. The way that we feel it is going to be one of polarity, one of separation. Because it's kind of like how you feel when there's a tug of war where there's the two um, planets at the end of the tension rod, right? And they're pulling away from each other. And one wants to like take over, the other one wants like it their way. But the real name of the game is going to be finding a compromise, finding a solution that meets both in the middle. Right. And also full moon energy is releasing energy. So it's kind of just giving into the fact that both energies can serve you and not really choosing, like Deborah said, finding exactly. that compromise. Exactly. <laughs> because the full moon is very illuminating. It shines light yes. on things that sometimes are difficult for us to see. And a lot of times that means surrendering to it. We don't have to fight getting rid of the resistance. And like Mia said, um, being able to surrender to the idea that both are necessary um, and both can serve you. Exactly. So that's a little bit into what the opposition is. And then now we're going to get into Leo energy so we can put into context for you guys better what this Leo op- opposing Aquarius energy really even means. Yeah. So Leo is a fixed fire sign and it's loud and charismatic, the life of every party. It can be theatrical, dramatic, very loyal. They're generally exciting people and a lot of fun to be around. And that's kind of the high vibe and what I think is like the first perception of a lot of Leos. Mm-hmm. And the low vibe is more internal because it has to do with how honest Leos are being with, the self, with themselves on why they're the life of the, the party, mm-hmm. whether that's just what they want to be because they are truly confident or if they're looking for that external validation. Yeah. I always think about your Leo rising and how you always say that she's like the performative side of you. And that is so Leo. Yes. That's when I, when I turn it on, that's my Leo rising. When I catch an attitude, that's my Leo rising. She's sassy. Yeah. But it's like so intentional in of like sh- showing to other people. Like it is yes. like 
nothing but theatrical. Exactly. Like, you don't need to say it like this, but it's like you want to make it a full production. I want to make it a full production. It feels necessary. (laughs) Yes, and it's funny because it's my rising sign. So on top of already being a theatrical sign, your rising is how you show yourself to the world. So I'm putting (laughs) it on, especially, like, around new people or in certain settings, like... I'm here and I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going to give you a show. Yeah. Whether it's like fake it to make it or it's real. It's always real. Am I calling you out? <laughs> Come on. You're like, let's be real. Um, yeah, and I also always like to think of Leo energy as its anime of the lion, where it's very regal. It's um, royal in the way that it likes to oversee its kingdom. Like, I always picture, um, like, a king or a queen where it's like, welcome to my kingdom. Like, take a seat at my table. Eat my delicious food. Look at all my jewels. Look how great this is. You know, like, they're great hosts in the way that they can be very actually gracious and yes. giving to others. Like, they give very quickly, whether it's because to show a type of an authority or power, but at the end of the day, like, Leos do have a really big heart. So it definitely does they come do. from like a really a sweet spot. Yeah, they have that lion's heart. That's an expression, right? Like a the heart of a lion? Yeah. I think it I is. think it's an expression where like it's a strong, like very love like Please a fierce let us know heart. if this is not an expression. I think it is. I, I think so. I've too. been watching Bones lately. This isn't an ad, but the show Bones and one of the FBI guys is described as like having a lion's heart, like loves fiercely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there now you, you go. get it. Okay, so that's <laughs> so that's the heart of a Leo that really is a personification of mm-hmm. the lion. Yes. So there you go. Now Aquarius energy, it's still fixed energy, which makes that opposition interesting. Yes. But this is gonna be the fixed modality, the fixed quality is definitely gonna be a theme of the full moon. Right. But just specifically about Aquarius energy, it is an air sign, and Aquarian energy is innovative. They're kind of quirky, almost like the weird person in your life. (laughs) However, with them almost seeming like an outsider or an outcast, they're very much about the community. Yeah. And there's the symbol for Aquarius is the water bear, and it's literally an image of a woman holding this jug of water, like giving it, like pouring it out, and they use these innovative solutions to help others in the community. It's very service-based. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like I always think of like nonprofits, um, volunteering, giving back to the community. It's very Aquarian. Um, Aquarius is also a lot more logical than emotional. That's why they get yes. that like rap of like being aloof or disconnected or like not really having or capable of like empathy. Yes. Because being an air sign, it's much more business of the head than the heart. Mm -hmm. So they can be not even overly logical, but they will prefer logic because it's what they're most connected to. Mm -hmm. And like Deborah's saying, they can get kind of a bad rep for being cold or insensitive because they just, they don't connect with people through emotion. They have other outlets for that because of their quirkiness. (laughs) Yeah, they like to like intellectualize more. Um, Because they are so creative, they kind of like that's where they want to meet people yeah exactly so it's just knowing that and knowing it's not coming like that's their low vibe of coming off as cold but most of the time it's it's not true coldness it's just mostly aloofness <laughs> yeah and the, so now specifically going into the moon the full moon in aquarius so we're going to be discussing how a full how a moon in aquarius feels comforted what they need to feel security true that 
Aquarius moons are interesting because they kind of like to isolate when they're going through something, even mm. though they are the sign of the community. When it's turning inward, because it's fixed, it's fixed, it's kind of stubborn. So it wants to find its own solution and work through it logically. And they can kind of detach themselves, purposefully detach themselves from emotion because they don't want to figure things out that way. Yeah. They don't see, I guess, almost like the purpose of it. Um, but also in the way that you say like isolation, it, the flip side is really just space and freedom. Like Aquarians need space. Like they do not want to be held captive in it in any way. And whether I always, it's very physical too, I found in like Aquarius people. Um, not even like, of course, in the literal sense of like needing their emotional space or like um, doing the, their things on their own but it's also like they physically need their space it's like they yes. don't hover over me they're not touchy-feely you exactly know? they really love they value their mental and physical space mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and yeah they're very much that i don't know why my head's popping up that scene in the notebook where she's like i'm a bird right yeah (laughs) that's how aquarius are like they're weird like okay i guess you're a bird but also like they literally just want to fly free they don't want to be held down they want to roam the sky like and yeah those are their vibes yeah and they also find their comfort in learning because they're air sign they're very intellectual they're the ones who want to like reinvent the wheel you know like they're the ones like engineers who are looking for new ways and better ways to do things so it's very innovative yes so that's going to bring us now to the aspects now that we've spoken about both leo and aquarius energy we kind of want to further break down what this opposition of leo across from aquarius looks like yeah and like we were saying how they're both fixed signs (laughs) <laughs> that's a plays a big role in this opposition being extra difficult because like Deborah said how it feels like a tug of war imagine two stubborn people uh, playing yeah tug I'm of just war. gonna like, say yeah no one's gonna give and so you remember that when be you're a hitting little bit, a wall yeah it's gonna be a little bit more difficult to be like all right fine let's meet in the middle so with um leo across from aquarius you're going to see the themes of logic versus emotion remember we said like the aquarius energy could be a little bit emotionally aloof versus like the leo can be very heart-centered um also of community-based versus individual needs because aquarius is all about the community and service to others versus a leo no offense can be a little self-centered which is sometimes good i'm not saying it in like a shady way mm-hmm. but like those are kind of going to be the themes that you're going to be feeling like how do i help myself like what are what i need versus what can i do for others or like do i repress my feelings and logically work through this it's going to be kind of those feelings that are going to be coming up and manifesting with this Yes, it's trying to balance and reconcile, like Deborah said, this idea of identity and individualism Mm -hmm. and community, and also trying to reconcile these ideas of like heart and emotion versus logic and being practical. Exactly. Yeah. So, and those are very opposing themes, and that's why oppositions can be difficult because you're like, well, how the heck am I supposed to put those two together? Yeah, like, how do I do both? And when there is a will there's a way it could always be done but compromise especially for fixed lines can be a little bit more difficult exactly with the, it's this fixed nature that's going to make it extra difficult 
but it's really just about balance and like this is everything in life but (laughs) the oppositions do bring to light that there is a middle ground you just have to find what that is for yourself yeah and like though energies can be challenging they are also um gifts like i remember you said like gifts to be unwrapped because like this is trying to teach us a new skill this is trying to teach us um new ways to do things new ways to approach things and for like self-development and trying to like dig deep into ourselves to just being able to operate in this world in the best way that we can exactly how we can do it the best way that we can yeah and that's gonna bring us to our second aspect that's also gonna be happening on the same day is the moon squaring Uranus. 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 Yeah, yeah, she I'm doesn't sorry. like to say. I don't like to say Uranus. We were working on it this morning, and she said it like thirty times in a row. I'm like, Deborah, just at this point, say whatever you want to say. Yes, guys, I'm gonna give in to saying Uranus. Yeah, I'm gonna put There's a little no asterisk. Like, I'm There's embarrassed. No shame. There's no shame in Uranus. In Uranus. Or my anus. That's true. <laughs> say whatever, whatever the heart wants. Yes. So the moon is going to be squaring. Um, Uranus and also the sun is going to be squaring it. it not to get too complicated this is going to call create a bigger aspect but we're just going to be focusing on since this is a moon podcast on the moon squaring Uranus and Taurus isn't the moon isn't she a lovely lady oh yeah I love that side note I love that we just talk about her you know what I mean she deserves her moment she does I remember I was just telling you I saw that one of those tarot card readers and he's like you really need to be focusing more on the moon. He's oh like, you're goodness. really connected to it. And I'm like, I know, I feel like I do. He's like, no, you do it more. You don't do, do more. It more. And, and then you made a podcast about it. Yeah. So you listened to him. Yes. Well, not, I'm hmm, getting a good transition. Deborah. I'm a Taurus, <laughs> so I can be very stubborn and need to do it my time and my way. And so good that's, transition. yeah, because the moon in um, Aquarius, the fixed sign, is going to be squaring Uranus and Taurus, which is also a fixed sign. All this fixed energy, keep this in mind. Like I said, when you're hitting that wall of like, oh my goodness, no one's listening, no one's changing. And it's like, yeah, you probably aren't either, sweetheart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And the lesson is in surrendering and giving, releasing some of that resistance. So the moon in Aquarius that needs and seeks comfort and learning with space, with creating and innovating things is going to be in a difficult relationship with Uranus in Taurus. Um, Uranus in Taurus is the disruptor. It's also the innovator. Um, with it being in Taurus, it's going to be doing it in very Taurus fashion. So for mm. this is going to mean... Um, disruption in our agriculture or food systems or disruption in our money or economy systems right which has been we've been getting warnings about this astrologically for a bit about these ideas this disruption and scarcity and it's just coming now to kind of like as a warning reminding us again like hey you know we mean business up here up here meaning the universe Mm -hmm. also this moon square uranus is gonna cause some like an unsettling feeling some anxiety because like we've mentioned before the moon very much wants peace and uranus is this revolutionary coming like kicking through the wall type of planet Mm -hmm. 
So your mood's like, oh no, I just I wanted to take a nap. Like yeah. this is a lot. We're like, trying I to go revolution. Like I here, read my book, or like go do my volunteering. But like this gets thrown in it and be like, damn, I didn't want to pay attention to that. Yes, and I was I like, I didn't want to be deterred by this. <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna probably be feeling some discomfort surrounding this aspect, and I mean, as we always say, you just have to feel it and be prepared for it. You know, take a deep breath, do what you need to do to get through it. But this anxiety and discomfort is coming. Yeah. And this is um, energies that are going to be happening for all, all of us as for the collective. So you're really going to be seeing it play out on, on the world stage. All right. So now we want to bring you to where this full moon is going to be hitting you. How you can expect it to be coming up in your life. Because like I just said, all this um, astrological transits are really going to be playing out on the world stage. And to see specifically for you, we got to find out what house it's hitting you in. I also just want to say shout out to our mom. (laughs) Because she she listens. Hi, mom. And so she doesn't know her full chart because she doesn't know what time she was born. So she doesn't do her rising. She'll just do like her sign. She's a Libra. And she'll come she'll come up to us and she's like, Oh, it's in my fourth house this this yeah. month. And it's so endearing. And so I hope you guys get excited, as yeah. excited as our mom does, over hearing what house it falls in. And if you ever need help looking closer mm-hmm. into the houses, like our mom asks us, you know, uh, you can just reach out to us and we'll leave our information in the description so you can get a better idea of your chart yes. for chart readings or just for this segment if you want to have a better idea of your houses. Yep, because these are all going to be done in in order to do like a broad horoscope, we use a whole sign system. Um, if you use different systems, which most people do, and you want to get more specific, we got to look into your specific chart. So let's get into it. If you're an Aries or Aries rising, it will be in your 11th house. Your Taurus or Taurus rising in your 10th. Gemini or Gemini rising in your 9th. Cancer or Cancer energy in your eighth, Leo or Leo energy, oh, Leo or Leo rising in your seventh, Virgo or Virgo rising in your sixth, Libra or Libra rising in your fifth, Scorpio, oh, mom, that's you, <laughs> Scorpio or Scorpio rising in your fourth, Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising in your third, Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your second. Aquarius or Aquarius rising in your first and Pisces or Pisces rising in your 12th. Now, like always, I'm going to give you a brief description on what the houses symbolize. Your first house is all about your self-image, appearance, vitality, identity. Your second house is all about your money, possessions, personal values, and livelihood. The third house is all about communication, your early education, the mind and your siblings. The fourth house is all about your home, your physical home and your family. Fifth house is about your self-expression, your creativity, romance, and kids. Your sixth, your sixth house is all about your routines and regimens, your work, your work environment, your pets, and your seventh house is about all your partnerships in your life. Your eighth house is about sex, death, intuition, other people's assets. And your ninth house is about your higher education, 
travel, spirituality, astrology, publishing, and your 10th house is about your career and your reputation and recognition. 11th house is about your friends and your social life, your groups and associations, your good fortunes. And your 12th house is all about your subconscious, your inner life, or your hidden life. And there you have it. All right, guys. So now we're going to get into our tarot pulls for the collective. We normally just pull three cards and we'll see, you know, what they say, how we feel about it. And two cards fell out for me. So I have five cards to talk about, Mm -hmm. which even just reading one tarot card is a lot. So we're going to try and break it down as succinctly succinctly as possible. possible. I was trying to think of a succinct way to say that. (laughs) Thank you. So we we pulled the three cards to represent going into this this full moon, what we're going to feel during it, and then what we're going to learn or how we're going to feel coming out of it. All right. Um, so what I got was the Five of Swords. I'm sorry, the reverse Five of Swords, the reverse King of Pentacles, and the Ace of Pentacles. So how I am reading this is that going into this full moon that we may be feeling as if we're dissatisfied, like there's been a loss or we've been cheated, feeling of injustice or unfairness. Um, And this is really going to be created or exasperated by the, I think, the square of Uranus and Taurus, which again is the disruptor. So that energy where like the uranus is coming in disrupting shit especially in our our material life with our food and with our money something is going to kind of um go astray in a way but through this breakdown of systems however it does present we're going to be getting a gift and that gift is coming up as the ace of pentacles so i think that's really fitting where the disruption is coming from the reverse king of pentacles and then we're going to be receiving the unit of the pentacles, which is a singular, the ace of pentacles. And this is gonna be a new way, a new opportunity to create a new system. And the ace of pentacles, more so than any of the other aces, is really truly a seed that's planted where it takes time to reap its benefits. Um, It's a long-term commitment, it's a long-term game. So it's something that we won't get instant gratification on, but we're going to see the beginnings of it. Even though this could be a little bit of heavy energy with the feelings of being cheated or experiencing a loss of something, me and Mia, I feel like all weekend we were talking about like how um, there needs to be a breakdown for a breakthrough. And we're like, yes, this yes. is so common, such a boring sta- statement, right? But it's really so been true. what we've been feeling over the past like few days. Um, And I think that that's really going to be coming up even more um, or being highlighted through this full moon. Right, exactly. And the poll that I did had a very similar message. So like I said, five cards were pulled because two fell out and four out of the five were pentacle cards. Mm -hmm. So immediately when I saw without even going to any specifics, I was like, keep your eye on the money, on your assets. Mm -hmm. And because that's going to be a big theme coming up I feel like and what the cards are telling me so the first card I pulled was the reversed hanged man and then I got the reversed four of pentacles and then coming out of it I got the page of pentacles 
what fell out was the reverse ten of pentacles and the knight of pentacles i just thought like looking at all these cards it's so funny how um the image of the hand holding the single pentacle Mm -hmm. is really present through both our reads like mine with the ace of pentacles and then the knight and the page of pentacles having a singular pentacle coin in its hand Mm -hmm. being presented out like a gift exactly this is for me indicating a new way to approach something. Exactly. So starting with the reversed hangman. The hangman is normally um, feeling stagnant, um, kind of like a release energy. So I could kind of see this as like, so the reverse is kind of feeling like you, there is a disruption, there is a change and you want to find, you need to find the stillness, but there is, a disruption going on i also am reading that with the the square to uranus yes i feel like this poll was very much focused on the square to uranus because mm-hmm. it has to do with this disruption and with this reverse hanged man it's like you're not really gonna be able to sit in that stillness like you want like things are going to be disturbed that you're going to have to confront mm-hmm. and then going into the next card which is the reverse four of pentacles normally the four of pentacles has to do with assets you have that you're holding on to very tightly and you might be being almost like cheap with it you're not kind of using what you have and you think this is going to help you in the long run it always reminds me of the saying of like what are you going to do like you can't be buried with your money and like the four of pentacles is like yeah i can (laughs) so but this card is reversed and it's just the reverse of that that i think going into this full moon people might be losing money or whether by choice or not like spending it when they shouldn't be or some disturbance or unjust thing is taking it away from them and even with it being a being reversed upside down it literally looks like gravity is pulling these pentacles away from the man in the picture Mm -hmm. being like when you like flip your sweater upside down and everything comes out of your pockets exactly so then that's energy so as i said keep an eye on the money where it's going where you're spending it because it's definitely gonna be as deborah put it falling out of your pockets Mm -hmm. the page of pentacles is the is the learner is the image of this man holding the single pentacle and being the page of pentacles is has to do with new ideas of learning about how to handle your money yes which coming out of the energy that we just spoke about is going to be great i think that's the best outcome that can come Mm -hmm. if the system or whatever it is that's having this money fall out of our pockets going back to that picture that Mm -hmm. image we're gonna learn something from that whether it's like how to spend our money how to budget things like that or the bigger picture on a bigger scale why our financial system is failing us in this moment the economy which like deborah said it's kind of heavy and like I don't know but it's what's going on and and we've all kind of felt like this was coming and these cards are proving as a warning like hey this is coming up but you're going to learn from something from this society we'll learn something from this as a collective yeah and i also see like the page of pentacles it's like a new approach but like in the way that he is holding that pentacle and looking at it it's so um lovingly so it gives me like an image of gratitude so maybe like being finding gratitude in the things that we do have right 
And then we have the Ten of Pentacles reverse and the Knight of Pentacles, which fell out. So they're kind of just reinforcing the story that the three cards had already told us. Mm -hmm. So the Ten of Pentacles normally represents like excelling yeah excelling um it's the 10 so it's a culmination of um success but because it's reverse it's kind of this idea that deborah had mentioned before actually with the reversed king of pentacles of mediocrity mm -hmm. of not being at the fullest potential and kind of being like this isn't what i wanted i wanted something bigger or better than this mm -hmm. which is this which does kind of go hand in hand with that idea of financial scarcity and the knight of pentacles again similar to the page of pentacles is this hand out this knight is holding a singular pentacle in his hand he's going on a journey and normally you see like the image of them on the horse holding the singular thing they're sending some kind of message and <laughs> coming out yeah. of this essentially they were being taught something from this experience and also i see so like the knight of pentacles in particular court card of the night is about movement and taking action however the knight of pentacles is still this is also again for me connecting to the energy of uranus and taurus where it's very slow moving the planet itself moves very slowly so this is slow change and slow growth um but nonetheless like there is that seed planted and that's the story we had a, we that's talked about a lot story. of tarot cards today yes but that's the story it's telling it was very clear you know they said keep the eye on the money keep the eye on the money be grateful for what you have and be ready for a lesson at the end of it yes all right guys so thank you so much for joining us for our episode on the full moon in aquarius our next episode is going to be for that new moon in leo going to be released on friday august the 14th so look out for it get ready for more leo energy yeah and like always thank you so much for listening and if you have any questions send us an email dm us we're always here to help with any of your astrology questions we'll see you next time bye see ya